Ro, someone, someone right now is going to blow up your house. <laughs> what are the top three things you grab to take with you? Oh, you better shit. say Celeste. My phone, Celeste. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got it. My phone, Celeste, and my, and my laptop, like... <laughs> I love my PS4, but like I have so much shit on my laptop that I cannot afford to lose. So that's fair. I was like, that's what it would be. Oh my god! Yeah. Maybe save like a forty-five pound plate just because. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Ro, and I am here with my two best friends, the gang, Brooke and Nicole. What's up, ladies? What's up? Hello. I like your little intro podcast dance, Coco. <laughs> She's just got to bring the energy, except like her <laughs> Wi-Fi is off, so it's just like glitching up, just like <laughs> She's doing the, ro- the robot. <laughs> Uh, I also realized, you know what I should have asked for Christmas was uh, a soundboard. So I could be like, hello, we're welcome back. And like having all these different noises. But I guess we'll wait till 2021 if we make it that far. If that happens, so. just like don't don't tell us and just show up and start doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like little like good question. You're like, who said that? Like, I don't know. Anyway, let's just keep on going. Um <laughs> But cool. This is uh, we're recording Sunday, two days after Thanksgiving, after Christmas. Um, so I think we're all still in a very holly jolly mood, even though we we're talking off off camera. And uh, I think Brooke and I had a very unChristmassy Christmas. It was just like us <laughs> chilling out, being like, whatever, you know. This is just <laughs> a day. And Nicole's like, I made cookies, and I did this, and I did this, like. <laughs> That's that's so great for you. Um, thank you for reminding me that 2020 sucks, Nicole. But uh, <laughs> okay, bro, I, I didn't move halfway across here. the country. <laughs> well, that's your fault. Anyway, um, what are we all what are we all <laughs> drinking today? Because I know that this is going to be a a long one, I think, but also a good one. So we got to have some good drinks. Mm-hmm. Nicole's going to be asleep by question three. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <It's> so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Um, I'm, I stole one of Taddy Daddy's beers cause it looked good. <laughs> Taddy Daddy. Um, I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a Wicked Weed Brewing <laughs> beer. Nicole, we've been there, mm-hmm. uh, together. Mm-hmm. It's called Pernicious IPA. It's good. Known. Hoppy. Lots of hops. Mm. Ro, we've been a lot of places good. without you. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. You Thank need to, you, so much. you need to come. Wow. You need to get you a sugar mama. Oh, I can, I think I have one, but, um. You know, it's, it's like we're buying shoes. We're like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Nicole, what do you what do you got? What are you drinking? Another Christmas so, mimosa. I have a feel. I have a feeling I'm probably just gonna be really cheesy tonight, but it's whatever. Um, so I'm drinking a red wine, and it's called Wish Flower. And the basis of this wine is I'm disgusted. Did y'all already. ever? <laughs> sh- did y'all ever um, like dandelions? Did you ever blow dandelions when you were a kid and make a wish? Yes. Dandelions? Uh, no, but the bro. Do you know what a dandelion is? Wait, is that the white one? Yeah, it's no, the one thought... that when you blow it, all the seeds like fly into the air, and you're supposed to make a wish. 
I guess when I think dandelions, I think of the 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 yellow ones, but the white ones are also dandelions. Mm-hmm. Oh. 99% sure. Okay. So. Then yes. I also used to blow on those back when I was happy. Yeah. When I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it says on the back that we embrace the optimism of making wishes and hope that our wines in some small way can help your dreams come true. So cute. Um, that's precious. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Bro, why are you so mean? I'm not. If that's like that's so great. Yeah. It's just kinda in my mind I'm thinking about your vision like, board thing and be like, we all, all right, need <laughs> we all need a little bit of hope going into twenty twenty one, okay? So that's, this is the wine I that's chose. Fair. Okay. Okay, that's that's very fair. When you said red wine, I was like, I don't know how this can get cheesy, and then you pulled that out and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm here to make it happen, like bro. Yeah. You know what? If I found a dandelion right now, I'd probably pick it up and blow it. I just live in a desert, so I don't think I don't think there are any. Um I'm gonna send yeah, you a box of dandelions. Kid. Oh, please do. They're gonna be like dead by the time it gets me, and I'll be like, Yeah, this is it. <laughs> this is my hope in a box. It's dead. Um so let's see, what do I have? I have one of the beers that you all sent me. It's called uh, So Many Promises by Urban Roots Brewing. And it is an English style pale ale. Uh, it's gold uh, or blonde, golden, I guess, whatever. Uh, and I have it in my, in my new cup that Casey got me for Christmas. It says Almost Famous Podcaster. I posted on my story. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully next year we can get ones that say Famous Podcaster. But I doubt it. So it's okay. Hey, wish flower. Uh, um, You're just a ray, of, a ray of fucking sunshine today. You know, exactly. It's because we're Where's like 363 days away from Christmas. Okay. So this is, this is about <laughs> as far away from Christmas as we can be. So it's good. Uh, no, but it, it's, it's good so far. I think it is like a little, a little flat, flat maybe it's not as carbonated as as i normally like them but it's still it's still really good i i appreciate it so i'm here nice. for it yeah so we do have uh or i guess this is our question and answer our second question and answer episode um but we do still have a question of the week from someone who also put in a uh q a I guess a question, uh, but the question of the week from RealZ1101, which is my uh, my baby sister. She's like twenty. I don't know if she's still a baby sister, but um, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Mine is watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with my family. Usually, we do it every Christmas Eve by the fire. We're a little toasty at this point. It's a lot of fun, but um. I we didn't get to make that happen this year because everything is just such a shit show. But I'm very hopeful that next year this tradition will make a triumphant return. You'll have to watch it twice. (laughs) What about you, Nicole? So for me, um, my Christmases have kind of looked a little bit non-traditional the past four or five years because as a lot of my close friends know um, my sister lived in Haiti for the past three and a half years. And that's actually where she met her now husband. So this was actually the first year having both of them home and we got to kind of like make some new traditions and we baked a lot of cookies and we um, decorated some ornaments. So I'm hoping that that's kind of like our new tradition moving forward. 
That sounds so sweet. <laughs> Told you, it made me cheesy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures were so cute. <laughs> there were there were pictures. Love it. I didn't see it. She posted some on social media. Mm. Ro doesn't care well, about like me. I said, uh, you really did go into like a bah humbug hole. No, huh? that's, that's not what it was. I was just like, <laughs> I just put my phone away and just like melted into the couch. I was like, oh, this is. I feel comfortable. This is good. He's like, finally. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Peace and quiet. Um, for me, so my on my dad's side, we wait until midnight to open presents, which I think is always great because. Like growing up, we would all hang out Christmas Eve and it was this huge family party. And then once the 12th came, the 12th, what? Once midnight came, the, all right. The, uh, I don't know why that messed me up. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, once midnight comes, we open up our presents and it's like really great. Um, but on my mom's side, we started a foosball tournament like three years ago, I guess four years ago now. And it's like, uh, you pick a partner and it's just like, 2v2 and we have like bracket style best two out of three uh it's really really great um my brother and i have ran the tables uh for the past three years since we started and it's it's super competitive uh there's money on the line like there's a buy-in um and like <laughs> because we won three years in a row last year uh the last games are always super tight but um, everyone in the family, except for my parents, were, were cheering against us. And I was like, man, screw all of you. Like, this is what greatness is. Uh, and like at the championship game, uh, you have like a walk-in song. Like we have an announcer and stuff. So it's like it's oh this really God. big thing. It's it's really great. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love it so much. Uh, obviously, we didn't get to do it this year, but like next year, we're going to be like, Jordan would just count this as the retirement year and then we'll go on another three P and it's going to be awesome. But um, yeah, I think I, Ro I really missed that this year, but Rose going to bring like a fog machine and lights <laughs> yeah. and he's going to be, he's going to have like he's a rocking robe and shit. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, I'm going to show up also in, in a, in a Jordan Jersey and my brother will have a Pippin one or, you know, vice versa, just so it can be like, all right, like this is it. We're, we're here. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh it's been a good time. I miss it. But like you said, Brooke, like next year next year hopefully things are good. Hopefully things are back to normal. So That's why I'm drinking yeah. wish flower. Yeah, wish wish <laughs> for it, Nicole. for me. Dream of your your championship next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you videos. We have the videos of the whole last No, you round, normally so. post um you normally post some highlights on social media and yeah. I love it every year. I'm yeah. like, wow, this family is serious. So extra, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a, a huge Mexican family. But yeah, it's it's great. I love it. But um cool. That's a it's a great first question to get us started on our uh, question and answer podcast. So for those of you listening uh, for the first time to a question and answer episode, um, what we do is we ask um, people on our social medias. Uh, so through our personals, as well as the health and filter health unfiltered pod uh, Instagram, if you have any questions, um, 
as well as like in our own private communities or whatever. But anything related to health, fitness, exercise, uh, sometimes just normal life and what we think about different things. We're about to get into a heated argument about um, Trader Joe's in a bit again. <laughs> so, you know, things like that, we kind of run the whole gamut. Um, but if you ever feel like sending us a question anyway, um, sometimes we do save those questions and put them on the back burner uh, for things like this. So if you start to think of things as you are listening, please feel free to send them in. Um, anything you two want to add before we get rolling with our first question? I am good. No, I'm excited. Bam, bam, bam. I know drinks are flowing. And we're good. So <laughs> our first question comes from D underscore Steve's 15. Shout out, Dave. Um, would there be much reason for a tactical athlete slash firefighter to cut after thickness? I'll lead us off here. So my vote is no. But let me explain why. Usually it's I mean, it's totally normal that for the the holidays, you're eating, you're drinking alcohol, you're probably not moving as much, you're probably not drinking a lot of water, you're having a ton of sodium. All of these things are going to make the scale go up. So first of all, I recommend just like avoiding the scale for a week after Christmas because don't torture yourself. And then if you get on the scale and you're like, okay, something has gone wrong and I need to adjust so that I can be in peak performance because obviously as a tactical athlete, your job depends on you being able to perform to a certain extent, then maybe it's time to like rethink your choices. But off the bat, my, my answer is no, because I think that if you just get back to your normal routine, the way you normally would eat, drink water, work out everything goes right back to normal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely agree with, with Brooke on this one. I think it also depends on what you mean by like thickness, right? Because uh, Dave is a client of mine and we've really worked on getting stronger, um, bigger, using oxygen more efficiently, things like that, uh, because he's a firefighter. And so there's, I think, some credence to not wanting to get so big that you can't do your job, um, especially if, you know, as a firefighter, like, you don't get to take like, you know, like, oh, Monday through Friday, it's like the same thing, right? Like, no, sometimes Monday, you have to get up at 3am and go on a call or whatever. So I think that the the window for getting back into your normal routine is much smaller. So maybe if you took like a whole week off, and you didn't do anything, and you ate terribly, there's maybe some credits to being like, hey, go on a like a mini cut to get you back into being able to perform. Um, but even then, I don't think that a cut is much of a cut if it's just like, hey, you really enjoyed yourself. You had sweets. That's awesome. That's really good for you. Now have less sweets and get back to eating more vegetables. You know, make sure you're eating what you have to be eating. So, you know, I think that that's something to to think about. But at the same time, it's really agreeing with what you said, Brooke, and being like, yeah, get back to your schedule. I guess Ro and I have a question for you, which is, was it a holiday or a hollow week? And then you can decide how you proceed. I like that. Yeah. Mine's been a hollow year is, is what it's been. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Good question, Dave. Um, this one comes in from Taddy Daddy at Brian Perillo. Art. Also, is it Perillo Daddy. or Perillo? So he's Italian and they just spell it weird. It's Perillo. Everyone says Perillo. Oh, yeah. Italian. I'm Mexican, this every goes. Time I read it, I'm like, oh, it's Perillo. Okay. 
this goes with my conspiracy that he's like CIA or mafia. Oh, or whatever. for sure, a mob star. <laughs> yeah. he's Italian like, yeah, mob just, star. I just randomly bought a truck. Okay, whatever. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, suspect. Uh, we're on to you, Taddy Daddy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the question comes from Brian. Um, is it a bad idea to work out? on an empty stomach or is it more of a preference before you two start i'm just gonna say rest krispies that's all i'm gonna say that's uh, all i'm gonna say there you go he has to get it in always lord have mercy my big thing is when we talk about working out on an empty stomach or like do you need food before you work out is it essential versus optimal is it essential to have food in your stomach? No, you're going to be able to function. However, it's not going to be a good workout. You're not going to be performing your best. If you want to have optimal performance, you do need to make sure you're eating something before you work out. Um, that's like kind of my short answer and definitely recommend checking out episode two uh, for details on how to approach pre-workout fueling. We talk about post-workout fueling as well. So that's a good one if someone's interested in this topic and wants more of a deep dive. Yeah, I think if we're talking about fasted cardio here, it's a no from me. But if you're working out in the afternoon or evening, and it may have been a few hours since you last ate, I think it could po just possibly come down to your preference. The goal is obviously not to work out on a full stomach, because that could be uncomfortable or cause GI distress. But working out with some form of a pre-workout snack that works for you can definitely go a long way when it comes to energy and performance during your workout. Yeah. And the big thing, so for him specifically, I'm just going to use him as a case study to help the people because it's a learning tool. So <laughs> he works all day. He doesn't eat. He just gets in the zone and then he goes to work out. And I'm like, you're going to be starving. You're going to be mm -hmm. drained. You're going to fatigue earlier. Like just have a banana or one or two of those applesauce pouches and it'll make a really big difference. What so about rice crispy? if you're one of those people... Yeah. What about a rice cream? I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to get him to cut back on the sugar, not add it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so you want him to do keto? Okay. Absolutely not. He has to Those be fueled for the mafia. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's off tattooing, like, gang symbols and, like, secret code words on people. I see you, Brian. Oh, my God. Uh, Absolutely actually, not. Actually, check out his, his Instagram page. And I, Yeah, we cannot know, reduce he, him to gang to, symbols. Uh, pay me brian uh for the shout out but beautiful artwork like yeah it's mm -hmm. it's great and then uh yeah it's actually art not sketchy shit <laughs> yes you you uh, have inspired me to possibly commit to a tattoo one day but i am a commitment phobe so but i would do it for you, you gotta do it coco you, you gotta do it yeah well, i'll do the little it. avocados with you i'll do a bestie tattoo oh my figure out where it's God. gonna go we got to get a right, triple bestie right tattoo. Oh, what is what is Rose going to do? <laughs> yeah. Rose like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, yeah, pump yeah. the brakes." Like, He's like, "Don't include that. me now. I don't I don't have FOMO about <laughs> yeah. this." Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, "That's so great for you guys, but um I'm chilling over here." Uh What is getting really yeah. drunk? No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that that's good. Yeah, that doesn't sound like, you know, take advantage of E vibes. Okay, all. please. Uh, please right now. <laughs> you know me, I'm very PC. I don't joke about anything, but um Okay. Cool. Yeah. So uh basically the overview of that was make sure that you are <laughs> eating if you can. Um and that if you do have like uh 
you know, a couple hours where you haven't eaten for a while, it's not going to be like the worst thing, but making it a habit is probably not, not the best. Yeah. Just something light, a little bit of carbohydrates. That's the main thing. Thanks for rolling us back in, Ro. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, screw these best friend tattoos. We got a podcast to do. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, our next question comes from Brandon Stone, and it's definitely uh, more of a thought-provoking one, I think, because it falls a little bit out of our wheelhouse. Um but it, I think it'll be good for a discussion. So Brandon's teaching practices revolve around integration of physical movement, uh, emotional life, sensory perception, and cognitive function. So, you know, being a human. Uh, as human beings, what are your opinions or advice on how we can integrate exercise, nutrition, and other modalities um, into a broader idea of holistic health? Um, so first, when I, when I think about this, I like... I think about how how we tend to put us as humans into like a box of being this like top of the food chain, very smart, whatever. Um, but we're still like animals. We're dehydrated, underfed, unhealthy, stressed out animals, but we're still <laughs> animals, right? Um, so when we know that and, and we look at like biology and evolution and kind of where we've come from, like we were designed to move like it's it's a main function of of what we do to survive so if we take that out like your mentality or your mental health your emotional health like all that stuff kind of goes to the wayside um just because like that's a very integral part of of what we are um so i think of it as like a a question of like growth um because it's it's you know how how has our experiences um, kind of taught us to integrate exercise, nutrition, and and other things into being able to keep us healthy or what our, our idea of health is. Um, I know Brandon has some things that he has to do sensory-wise uh, as far as practices go throughout the day just so that he can stay focused um, with, you know, the, the mental things that he deals with. But like, for for me, it's like if if I don't use my hands for a while, whether it's playing video games or before it was music, then something felt off, right? Then I didn't want to do activity and then I didn't feel good mentally and then I stopped eating. So all those things I think are very integrated, um, but like I, I don't know how how we can integrate those things because it's become so natural for me to to exercise and to move that I'm like I don't know one day I just did it and then then it was there but like you two I think as more of like the healthy lifestyle coaches can maybe speak to to more of that so I think of health as this multi-dimensional thing we typically think of health as physical when really it's mental, it's emotional, it's vocational, it's social, it's, you know, you could argue financial, it's cultural. There's so many different things going on. And someone, I don't, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I did not come up with this. But if you think about these different dimensions of health as like a Rubik's cube, if you tweak something like you were, you were saying, Rowan, something's off, 
it affects everything else that's going on in this cube because it's just so multifaceted. And so I, I think the first step to understanding this is really creating awareness about where are you in these different areas of health and just starting to connect the dots. For example, like a lot of the things when we say with exercise, I'll use exercise and physical movement. There are a lot of barriers that might exist in other areas of your life. Like you might not have sidewalks where you live in your environment. You might not have access to a gym where you live or the funds to get to a gym. So what it looks like and how we prescribe different things will then change. So I think there has to be some really good awareness before we can start making sure we're tweaking and integrating this in a way that actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you have to recognize too, that as Brooke mentioned, there's so many different areas of health that have to be tended to. And so if you're solely focusing on physical activity or if you're solely focusing on nutrition, but you're neglecting, you know, that mental aspect, that emotional aspect, that social aspect, you're going to have to realize that like some areas are going to take more energy and time to tend to in certain seasons of your life. And it's okay to not be focusing solely on all of them at the same time. That's kind of like impossible. But if you know, Hey, like my physical activity has been pretty on point for a really long time, but I'm still not feeling my best. Maybe I need to tend to more of like the emotional or mental side. That's where also like that self-awareness is going to come in. Yeah. And I think that it's also like important to understand that's different for everyone. So I know that like for for me, I, I can't like sit and meditate just because it's it's very hard for me to do. But if I structure a mobility program or, you know, session for the day, then as I'm going through movement, then my brain kind of starts to focus on like what I think people do when they are meditating. So it's still movement, but it's a different kind of movement because it's not you know, me listening to loud music, trying to power through something, but it's like physically slowing down so that mentally I can slow down and then kind of piece through things and allow me to think through other things. So, um, yeah, that looks different for everyone. Cause I mean, people find that through like cooking and journaling and stuff. So I think moving or going back to what Brooke said about figuring out how you work is like the, the first thing. Um, when it comes to that. So good, great input, actually. So don't sound so shocked. No, <laughs> for real. I'm like, oh, Brooke, for once, you gave us something worthwhile. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you two are both smarter than me. So every time I'm just like, oh, yeah, wow, that's great. Um, so this is the, the next question comes from your fitness dietitian, which I believe is uh, Kirsten. Right. It is okay. Kirsten, yeah. I wanted to make sure I wasn't calling her Kirsten, even though it was like she's... just a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. yeah. She's calling you out on this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So she said, what bad things happened to Roe at Trader Joe's that has left him so scarred? Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Something not even my therapist can get to. No, I don't know. It's just like one of those things. I, I just, I think, if you've listened to this podcast, I think you've gathered, but also my friends know that uh, I I just am like a negative person. Uh, when people <laughs> like really like things wow. and I just don't get it, I'm like, I don't get it. This sucks. Um, but yeah, the the 
I just don't understand like the full appeal of it's it's a grocery store. It's an aesthetic. Like I don't I don't understand why people stand for Trader Joe's so hard. I mean, I have some reasons for you. Please, please do it. <laughs> Hit him, Coco. <laughs> so I am definitely one of those people that is super passionate about shopping at TJ's. Um, first of all, Ro, do, do you normally just being, just being about a grocery store? Okay. Okay. Sweet. Well, if we've learned anything in 2020, it's the simple joys in life. Okay, okay. that's fair. Have you ever had? Have you ever tasted their cookie Coco. butter? Uh, no no i have not well then then you you don't know <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> we're gonna make you a list row and then you need to go back and try again yeah, when, exactly. when i posted that people i mean people were like you're just not getting the right things or i don't understand you blah, blah. so <laughs> everyone and their mother has a list for me so if you want to send me the money as well as the list i will gladly go out and wow. buy whatever it is you tell me to buy <laughs> but go on well, go go Yes. So aside from there being amazing products that are there, um, I do have some facts on why they're actually cheaper than most other grocery stores. So a few facts is they don't run ads. They mainly rely on word of mouth to bring more customers to their store. The only form of ads that they do have is called their fearless flyer newsletter, which this can only be found in their stores. They also don't have name brand foods, so almost all of their products are private label, which means 80% of what you buy will be laid, labeled with Trader Joe's. So they cut out the middleman by buying foods directly from the source and doing all the packaging themselves. They also don't charge suppliers, which most grocery stores they do charge suppliers a fee to stock certain products on the shelves, and they do not do this. They also keep operational costs low. <laughs> so Trader Joe's, <laughs> they don't have a full-service butcher or bakery, and this allows their prices to be lower. Um, so Trader Joe's, you can sponsor me anytime. I am always here. I was about, I was about to say, you definitely <laughs> sound like... It literally like, sounds like an ad. So as, a, as a representative, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like, what's going on like i'll stop. bro you I'll, said you I'll wanted totally, us to be famous you totally said you wanted it a corporate shill just to be like oh i love trader joe's now if they start sponsoring it i don't care uh, well you're not I'm gonna not, get not it with that attitude <laughs> yeah. well i'm just saying if at, ever, if at any point is brought up again and i'm like honestly i get it I love the place. Ro, Just know that no, they, they like, got to me. They got I, to me financially. I love Trader Joe's. They yeah. are the best. Every video is just going to have TJ like. all over my chest. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like, uh, and I wrote this in the notes too, like Aldi's does that. They're just not pretentious about it. Like, you know, Aldi's is amazing. Like, ah, and it's another great options. But everyone's like, it's another oh, great option. TJ's like, Whatever. I don't know. I'm not a huge Aldi person. I do fair, feel I've like Aldi. There. Yeah. Well, I do feel like Aldi like is a hit or miss. Like it's a hit or miss. You know, they don't carry the same things every single week, but they do have really good prices. And if it is a day that you go on and it's a hit, then you might come out with some really awesome things. Yeah. They also let their yeah, employees see, that sit sounds down like, at the cashier. No, so. that this sounds like the TJ Maxx, or like the Nordstrom rack of food. And I don't have time for that. <laughs> hey. Hey, no. Brooke's like, I'm too bougie. I'm too bougie. Uh-uh. I don't got time for that. Yeah, they make you bag. I your gotta own search stuff. the rack and then like. You think Tabby Daddy and Brookie for? are gonna be up in the TJ Maxx <laughs> of grocery yeah. stores? 
Bruce. <laughs> okay, I guess that's super <laughs> fair, but also makes me feel like a, I'm fiscally responsible. Fine. Okay. Just, do you even do broke. most of the grocery shopping? Yeah, of course. Now, granted, <laughs> okay. before it was just like I would just eat like steak and chicken and cheese and bread. Like I don't think you really need anything else, but. Katie is like, well, we need different flavors. I'm like, then, then put different spices on it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, so I do do shopping. And if there was an Aldi nearby, I would go. But we go to Smith's, which is like a sister company of Kroger. So it's it's what I'm used to. It's good. But well, anyway, you, know, you can do anyway. you can do you, Ro. I, well, I went to that Trader Joe's once and I just didn't get it. You know, so I think I you were just I'm gonna mad. make you a list. You think I just what? I think you were just mad. I think it was a bad time. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. It's just it's just it's Trader Joe's. Like like I, I'm supposed to step in and be happy. It's a grocery this, store. Like, this sounds whatever. like the Grinch story of grocery stores. Oh my god. How are we gonna move on to the next question? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So this one is from uh Josh D eighty six. How can you tell when you are ready to come back after an injury? <laughs> well, definitely, I'll I'll just chime in with my little nugget. Definitely check out episode 10 because we took a deep dive into uh, injury, pain, moving through injury with Savannah Hill, and it was awesome. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, we talked about this on that episode too, but working with a team is – Something I highly recommend if you're able to. So having a personal trainer that you trust and that knows how to modify and connecting with a physical therapist that also knows the same things about movement through injury and some things that they can kind of work on with you personally. A massage therapist. I know that Ro has mentioned this before. Um, And I also think the biggest mistake we can make is thinking that we're going to be able to pick up where we left off with no modification or no reduction in how much you're lifting or your endurance level. So this is also depending on the injury, but just be patient with yourself. You'll get back to it. But the last thing you want to do is injure yourself further. Yeah. Yeah. It's something we mentioned on that episode is like, you know, why would you take, one step forward to try and get that extra like 10 20 pounds on just have to take four steps back because you got hurt again like it's a perspective thing that comes with age for sure um and like training age but as someone who's been uh injured plenty because it was like oh we just step on the gas we just keep stepping on the gas it's fine um i agree you know you have to have someone even there to like set limits and be like today you're not doing more that's it you just have to do this um but i also think that especially from coming from someone who has had like multiple surgeries and stuff it's like depending on the injury sometimes so much of it is like mental like physically you're good to go a doctor says you're straight whatever the neural component is is fine the muscles no longer atrophied blah 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 but there's definitely something in the back of your head that is like last time i did this i got hurt so sometimes that can like throw off your form or throw off your ability to perform even if it's at like a sub maximal level just because your head starts to spin um and that's stuff that takes time to get through um if you have access to a therapist or sports therapist something really great to talk to them about um but understand that 
that's part of the journey as well. And that's part of the injury as well. And the comeback is understanding that you have to mentally be okay with, with things uh, as well as, as physically, uh, you know, so take your time. It was, it was a good one. This next one is from, sorry, I got hair in my mouth. Um, Real Z1101 again. So shout out Alisa. <laughs> Question is, do you wear stretchy pants if you know you're going to be eating a lot of good food? What am I not wearing stretchy pants at this point? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, to be fair, like I live in stretchy pants. Um, I was dying when I had a family like Christmas dinner because my sister brought home her boyfriend who I'd never met. And he had the tightest, skinniest jeans I've ever seen mm -hmm. on a man, I think. And I was did done because after did you every check meal. Out his, you know, did you check out? Was it, was it that tight? Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> quit it, not. Quit it. <laughs> no, but after every meal, he would be like, oh, he'd just like take a deep breath and sigh and be like, I'm ready to put my jammies on. And I'm like, you're not. <laughs> You're not a pro at this. Like you're clearly not from the South if you wore those jeans to a holiday dinner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there has to be food involved for me to want to wear stretchy pants. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I only wear like ROI clothes now, so it's just like sweatpants and hoodies <laughs> and whatever. But now now, yeah, I I mean I had to buy new jeans and a new suit, so Every time I go out and I have to put jeans on, I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait to go home and just like take these off because this sucks. Is the new suit that you bought the one that you ripped already? No. Well, uh, did we mention that on here? I did rip didn't, it at a Didn't you say you ripped some pants? Yeah. 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 yeah I did. Um, I just dropped it on the floor too hot, you know? Um, <laughs> and they did, they did, they did tear right at the ass crack. So that was good. Um, but I got, yeah, Casey got me a new um, suit for Christmas just because all of my old suits are just. I just outgrew them, you know? I well, I definitely so can't mass. give you any shit. I can't give you any shit about dropping it at weddings because the last one I went to was not good. <laughs> it was That's great. Right, yeah. As a witness, it was great. Brooke did not help me at all. Good. She, she was I a good saved friend. your drink. She was a good friend. That is not true. Literally, I, I think, I think Brian was like, or Brooke was talking to Brian on the bus and she was like, he was, or that Brooke was, was telling Brian, was sorry. Prom. We were on the bus. <laughs> we were, well, though. we were in the middle of nowhere and we had to get a bus We were making out home. in the back. But <laughs> she was like, let's go downtown. And Brian was just like, um, your friend is vomiting in her scarf. <laughs> He's like, we are not going downtown. You need a reality check. Oh my god! She is using her scarf as a vomit basket. Absolutely not. Coco ruins everything. Uh, honestly, I was not the only one, and uh, it honestly looked <laughs> like a okay. murder had taken place from that wedding. Was it? Was it because you were drinking wine? Like, what do you mean a murder? Oh, oh! Uh, it, it looked like a murder. I'm just letting you know that there was a red. No, there was a red like mixed drink involved and mm. so when and tequila mm. when everybody upchucked it looked like their intestines were coming out that is uh, amazing welcome That's to health we unfiltered it was like <laughs> i was doing red wine and tequila don't recommend that oh my that. god mm -mm. no way mm -mm. Yeah, the last one i went to I not think mixed it was just yinglings, but but oh yeah. my all right so we're gonna stay away from the tequila a bit after, after this <laughs> 
Anytime I eat something red now, I'm going to be like, ugh, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want that. Jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, one of you, you two need to get uh, married soon so we can party again. Okay, so next question from Jody oh, Wellborn. Okay, us. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's why i was like move on move on um <laughs> how do things like mentality and perspective affect physical aspects such as the rate of physical maturation uh so really what if any connection exists between mental and physical age um this again i think is one of those questions where it's like different right different than what we're used to um you know before i used to clown on my my uncles that were like oh I, I feel so much younger than i ever had before and i'm like bro you're old and they'd be like well age is just a number and i'm like yeah bro you're old but i think that as maybe it's because i'm getting older now but as you get older you're like yeah i mean age is just just a number right like you there's so much growth that happens between like 18 28 and then 28 38 38 48 all that time uh that everything starts to change uh if if you don't take care of yourself physically like we know that that's going to put a damper on your ability to to mentally feel okay and emotionally feel okay and i think the same goes for if you're like ultra negative all the time and you are sad and you know don't have outlets that inspire you then like your physical age is probably going to take a hit and you are going to feel like you are a really old 30 year old or a really old 40 year old i think that we're all old souls. You know, Nicole likes to sleep at fucking seven o'clock. Uh, <laughs> you know, Brooke is just is old. Uh, and I like to be <laughs> Gee, alone <laughs> most times. Yeah, Ro, but, didn't you just say earlier that you're just like negative? No, yeah, yeah, no, you're definitely. Just instinctly yeah. and, negative. <laughs> and that's why I've looked like I'm 50 since I was 16. So like, <laughs> it is what it is. But, you know, I, I think it's so much of it is like, there are some instances where you have to grow up like really quickly because you're in charge of your family or something traumatic happened or whatever. And like, we, I don't, I don't think any of us can like speak to, to what that might do to you like physically or mentally down the road. But like, based on my experience, having been alone at home for like six months after I had broken my ankle and like, it was infected and it like gave me so much more perspective on life and appreciation and things. And so like, I feel like I've always been a little mentally older or whatever than people my age, um, especially back in like high school and whatnot, because I, I think most of it was because I was like, I'm not going to do that because that sounds really stupid. And a lot of my friends are like, YOLO, let's just do it, whatever. Um, but I think this is just one of those things that it's very hard to answer because I don't have enough experience in life, you know, like that's that's just it. I don't. Yeah, this definitely is not my area of expertise, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you know, for my two cents on this, for what it's worth, I do think there is a a mind-body connection of the things we tell ourselves and what goes on in our mind and how that physically manifests. Like, I definitely Mm -hmm. think that that exists based on just my personal life experience and like everything I've read. Um, but I have absolutely nothing to back that up right now. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, how how do we say whether it's true or not, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think I saw a meme today (laughs) that said, remember when we thought that 30-year-olds had their lives together? And now here we are. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see like 10 years from now what we look back at and we're like, oh, well, that was wrong. Or like, I can't believe I used mm-hmm. to think that way. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but, you know, manifest as many good things as you can mentally and, and emotionally so that like all that kind of comes along with it in the physical realm. <clears throat> but yeah, definitely, definitely a weird one. Or like a good one, but something that we don't talk about often and I don't think any of us are smart enough to be like, well, actually, so <laughs> back to muscles, which is all I know about. <laughs> All right, so this one comes from my buddy back home, A. Peterson. Uh, this is Andy. Uh, what's considered a short and long rest period? And why would you use one over the other? Uh, rest periods are like super important when it comes to your goals especially when you try to understand or if you can't understand the the metabolic systems and like the energetic pathways um so the general consensus consensus in the fitness industry is that like a short rest period is anything less than a minute like generally 30 to 60 seconds is what people will tell you and a long rest period is two to five minutes and they're going to tell you that muscular endurance is when you would use that 30 to 60. And then they're going to tell you that if you want to build hypertrophy and strength, it should be that two to five minutes. But in reality, uh, a short rest period would be anything that doesn't allow you to recover fully. So if you can feel fully recovered in two minutes, then for you, one minute is short, right? Any time underneath two is going to cause a you know metabolic uptick because you will have less time to recover so now your heart rate's going to go up now your breathing's going to go up now your stroke volume is going to increase so there's going to be more demand placed on your system and therefore you're going to have to do more work um so yes you're going to find that 30 to 60 seconds but if you're used to five minute rest periods then anything underneath that is going to cause a metabolic stress um When it comes to rest periods being important, it's because they allow you and they really dictate the amount of work that you can do. Um, So if you want to do circuit work and you want to feel really pumped up and you're just like going, going high intensity work, then short rest periods, right? But also understand that you're going to take a hit because you can't use higher weight. You can't go for um, longer periods of time and you can't have a higher intensity as far as as far as output goes, uh, if you are having shorter rest periods. But if you want to do like heavy weights or you're trying to um, body build, then maybe longer rest periods, no, not maybe, longer rest periods are better for you because they're going to allow you to rest and recuperate enough energy so that when you come back to work, then you'll actually be able to do it. I think when it comes to uh hypertrophy a lot of us believe that like if you get the pump right if you get more of a pump then your muscles grow more and there's like some credence to that but the main thing is tension so if you can create more muscle tension by lifting heavier weights in a full range of motion uh that is controlled with higher weight, I think I already said that, um, then you are going to have more of a mechanical tension stimulus than you would if you took a shorter rest period and you had to use shorter weight or you had to go through less range of motion. 
So if you're really focusing on hypertrophy and strength, you want longer rest periods. And if you are just trying to like maximize calorie burn and increase your ability to come back from work, then a short rest period would be more um, ideal. Um, but kind of going off of that, how how would you tell someone to, I guess, alter their nutrition based on whether they're doing short or long rest periods, or would you? See, when um, you read this question, I took it as like <laughs> rest periods between workouts. <laughs> so like how many days to take off? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know if I have a great answer for that. Brooke might. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I honestly, I look at more of the type of the workout and the duration of the workout when I recommend different fueling strategies, not necessarily the rest periods in between. So like for someone who's doing a short high intensity workout versus a longer, less intense workout, that would look a little different. Um, I, so I really wouldn't change it based on whether you do short or long rest periods. It's more of like your type of activity and then like how long the entire workout is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. Like my, my feeding or eating practices don't change based on the rest periods, but the work, my like feeding. you said, yeah, like I'm up, up in the horse, like, yep, where's my trough? Uh, um, or is that pigs that eat out of troughs? I don't know. Either way, I'm both. So uh, the next question comes from Bay at Casey Miller. Uh, what fruits or vegetables or food in general do you recommend in these winter months to prevent illnesses? So I don't know if we can prevent illness, unfortunately, but we can definitely eat a variety of foods to support our immunity. So I would say lots of vitamin C, which you would think about citrus fruits here. So oranges and grapefruit. I personally love keeping clementines in my fridge. They're in season in the winter and super easy to peel and eat as a snack. I also really love incorporating some bell peppers. Um, this can easily be added to stir fries, tacos, even an egg scramble or omelet. And then also eating good sources of vitamin D. So this is going to be found in egg yolks and oily fishes such as salmon. Nice. These are all good. Yeah, I think supporting the Im immune system with different nutrients is like you nailed that on the head there. I just wanted to double yes vitamin D. Definitely, mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend that people get your blood levels tested. It's pretty common. This is something people need to supplement, especially in the winter. So I, I say that's worth it um, to get those blood levels tested with vitamin D. And then I, I guess the only one I really want to add is zinc. Um, great for cell division, mm -hmm. immune function, wound healing, so much more. Mm -hmm. um, you can find zinc is mostly in like meat, shellfish, but you can also get it from legumes, seeds, nuts, dairy, and eggs. What's a, what's a legume? Those are things like beans, peas. Yeah, yeah. You, the you've never had a legume? No, no, no. I saw. I know what legumes were. Uh, my <laughs> freshman year of high school, somebody said legumes, and I was like, I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Not high school, college. <laughs> sorry. And all the different good like beans and peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, I grew up on pinto beans, so like that's a legume, right? I think. 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> nice job, mom. Thank you for taking care of us and giving us a ton of Legos. So. <laughs> um, cool. So the next one is from Caesar.charete. Um, my buddy Caesar here. So what motivates you guys as professionals to keep moving forward? Um, so I think this has kind of been a hard question for all of us recently, just because this year has been so hard. But I think I mentioned in our last episode when we did goal setting is I really like to look at this as, you know, what is my support system? So if I'm being cheesy, like I said, I was going to be, um, these two <laughs> Roe and Brooke, you know, definitely help me stay motivated if it weren't for the support of my friends and family, I just, I don't know where I would be after this year. Um, and I think I also read something and shared it on Instagram recently where it just said something like everyone on the planet right now is winging it. And I think that is so true because trust me, if you think that we're motivated and have our shit together, we're human and we fall apart on a regular basis, just like everyone else, at least I know I do. <laughs> So I personally say just keep your support system close and take part in practices that serve your mental and physical health and do your best and don't be too hard on yourself. That's a great answer. I, I think it's funny you said that, uh, you know, we all we all fall apart uh, regularly or whatever. And you're like, at least I do. Um, the other day we, we were on and we were talking to each other and uh, Nicole said like one nice thing and Brooke and I were like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, what's happening? I didn't like, mean to make you, you cry. Guys, why are you guys like crying and what's going on? And and <laughs> she's Nicole was just like, I, I didn't say anything. And Brooke was like, I think if you look at it like as a faucet, you're like someone who lets it like drip out and it's like good and very mm -hmm. healthy. Whereas Brooke and I just wait till like a pipe burst and then it's just like boom and then it's done. Uh, <laughs> And, so, and then I'm like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Nicole is like, what did you watch? You're like, I was watching uh, Tim Allen on the Christmas yes, story. Yes, Santa You're Claus. Like, and I started crying. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's psychotic. Oh my god, I cry <laughs> every I day. Some random something. commercial. And I'm like, oh god, that one got me. So, you know, I guess, I guess, I get it. Um, <laughs> uh, for this question, I think uh, I said it in the first episode, and I think we had a. A question like what's your why on the last q a um but it really is like an altruistic thing about like doing a service to the human race for me uh like i i don't care what you say about like man being an island and like you know you getting everything you've gotten because you work for it and never got help about whatever like we have literally survived as a species this long which is not long um because of communities and like working together and using collective knowledge. And so like, this is my, what I believe is my talent, something that I, I love, something I love to work for. And so this is like my piece of the puzzle for like humanity. So like, yeah, in the research stuff, like I get to answer questions that nobody else did or nobody else wanted to, like, that's what I like. But on a day-to-day -day basis, if we can make people healthier and, and feel better, then that means that they get to go and make their families better right they get to make their work better um because you know if you if you can't fix yourself then it makes it very difficult to fix others in your community so that's like how i see it is like we are doing i'm doing my best to help people improve their quality of life so that they can do the same for 
for others. Um, and then finally, like I have a lot of pride in what I do and what I've done and my family and like, you know, like Viva La Raza type thing of like just being a, a Mexican who just come here to do work and stuff. So um, yeah, I've had it much easier than my ancestors. <laughs> So that's, that's the reality check there is like, I, they deserve for me to do the work that I want to do. So, yeah. I love, I love that. that. It's hard to follow you two up. Um, you can do it, Brooke. Well, I do think She's like, I it like is them. a lot of, you know, that's, that's it. That's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think that remembering my why is what keeps me going because it's hard. I'm not going to lie, especially like just plunging into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It is tough, but I think remembering that like my goal is I want to help others break free of what I experienced as a competitive athlete struggling with disordered eating and not knowing how to fuel myself. I was so disconnected from my body and it created very deep like mental and emotional turmoil. And if I can help someone even just one person, but I've been able to already help a lot of people. Like if I can help other people get to avoid that and not have that experience, like that's awesome. And the fact that I get to make a career out of this and make money doing that is like honestly pretty badass. Uh, so I think I just have to remember that's really why I do this. Like, so when you, I can embrace the suck and just know that like truly I'm doing this because I need, and I need to remember, like you said, to take care of myself. So I have a full cup so I can pour, you know, often to others so that they can have a really full life, like you mentioned, Ro, and they can really go out and live their best life. As cheesy as that is, I guess Nicole's rubbing off on cheesy. me. That's kind of <laughs> kind of in a nutshell what keeps me going. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think it's cheesy. Love it's it. just real, you know? Yeah. Like, how shitty would it have been if our answer for like, we just like money? You're like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <sweet>. unfollow. <laughs> Thank you for that inspiration. But like, like no, there's there's actual substance here, um, which is great. So thank you. I love you too. Uh, next question. <laughs> there's the faucet. There's a little faucet release, like friendship. There you All go. Right, that's it. <laughs> turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. Cut it. Oh, See you next time. Cue the music. Um, so uh, <laughs> this next question is from Katie, and I'm sorry. Your last name is Puccio, Pusillo. I don't know. Italian, Mexican. I really don't know at this point. Um, what opinions <laughs> or advice do you have about the connection between mentality and uh, body maturation? Uh, so how does one navigate the changing of biological factors such as metabolism, physical energy, and conscious behavioral patterns? Um, so definitely our third question that is, <clears throat> I, don't, I keep saying weird, but I don't mean it in like a bad way. It's just like something that gets us to think a little bit more broader than we're used to. Um, I feel like they were trying to stump you. With <laughs> yeah. right? They're like, how do we ruin his night? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I think so much of it is like, I think it goes back to one of the questions we had earlier where it's a thought process thing. Um, but we do have a genetic cap, whether we believe in it or not. And most of us like never really reach it when it comes to like strength and performance or whatnot. But it's not like you can just sit there and hope or believe that you are going to be six feet one day. And then like, you just magically reach it. Like there are some things that you just can't control. Um, same you can't just control whether you're going to have 
a thyroid issue or something that's going to cause you to put on a lot of weight because you have to get on medicine or something that's going to mess you up mentally or throw you out of whack a bit because you have to experience it or again, be on medicine or something. So a lot of it, I think, is like a growth process of, you know, understanding where you're at and then being able to to go from there. Um, sometimes you get a job that makes you move less. So it's on you to move more outside, right? It's on you to set more time aside so that, you know, your metabolism is able to do what it needs to do. Um, sometimes you get affected hormonally because of sickness or medication, like I said. And unfortunately, that's something you have to work against. Um, you know, it's not saying that, you know, so unfortunately, there are, there are medicines out there that they cure your depression or help you with it or make you feel what you think is normal again. Uh, but they do put on 20, 30 pounds, right? And that's like, that's something that I don't have any experience with as far as like personally, but I, you know, that's, that's something that like, you have to kind of sit through and, and look at, well, what can I do differently from a physical and dietary standpoint in order to offset this if it's important to me at this moment, All right? But you also have to understand that sometimes you just have to put on the weight. Like that's not your main focus. Your main focus is getting better mentally and then emotionally. And then once that's good, let's get into like, moving and you know getting back to maybe looking the way that you want to or loving your body so that you can appreciate it for what it's able to kind of go through on a day-to-day -day basis um but so much of that is about is like growth and being positive through that growth um but yeah that's like my initial thoughts on on that question mm -hmm. i think from a nutrition standpoint it's so normal like we're just so complex and the fact that we live to be like an average of 70 years you know is insane it's to me long, like though. it's we're just like these creatures that live forever it's normal for your body to change your metabolism to change for you all these different things it's normal to change and i do think it's important to recognize that and that it's so individual and that it's a part of the process and appreciate every single step along the way. And that's really all I have to add because this is definitely not my area of expertise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Ro kind of made me think of something when he was talking. Um, when you mentioned like getting that like mental or emotional piece in check and then like refocusing on like the physical, I think a lot of the times we perceive our body as like working against us when something like weight gain may be happening but in all reality our body thinks that it's helping us it thinks that it's saving us from something because maybe we're going through a really crazy amount of stress or maybe we have been like chronically dieting and it doesn't know what's going on and that's your body's way of protecting you and I think like once you really allow yourself to kind of go through that process. And like Rose said, like dive into like the mental and emotional piece of it. You begin to have so much more respect for your body and being like, wow, like thank you for stepping in and doing that. Even though I saw it as you working against me and it really is like this complex process. So just, that's really 
all I wanted to add. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's so great because it, it's like seasons of life, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I mean, think about how many women decide to be mothers and, and they put on weight and it's like, yeah, of course you're going to put on weight. You're like growing this mm-hmm. thing inside of you that like, what do you what do you mean this like, thing uh, this human well, you know yeah objectively <laughs> this is an amazing process that happens right like put on the mm-hmm. weight make sure your baby's healthy you know but um and, and then yeah they're like you move to a new city and you start a new job and sure you put on some weight because like you know you're not eating like you used to when life was comfortable and you felt good but mm-hmm. it's it's just a season like you know things you grow out of those and you learn. So, um, yeah, thank you for that question. It was, like I said, weird in a good way. Uh, but, but thought provoking. Thought provoking. Jinx. On the same page. <laughs> oh, no. If you jinx, sorry, Coco, you got to mute your mic the whole time. Um, uh. <laughs> so, uh, the next question comes from Sylvia. Um, how do you get more pro? Oh, my mom. Sorry. She's going to kill me. She's like, yeah, you got to give her a shout out. Uh, (laughs) Mama reels. Uh, how do you get more protein for geriatric patients, um, or people? Uh, and then which foods are more important for them? So, um, I don't know, Ro, do you have a lot of experience with this or Brooke? Um, but I, when I worked in the hospital setting, the main thing when it comes to geriatric patients or individuals is giving them something that they enjoy so they get enough calories in each day. So of course, protein is important, but choosing foods that are dense in calories is going to be the main focus here. So I know when I worked in the hospital, I used to make inshore milkshakes all the time for patients that normally, um, were in the geriatric stage of life. And this worked really well well because there was a good amount of calories from the insure and the ice cream, and it made it more enjoyable for them to consume. So if the patient doesn't have any issues with dysphagia, which is um, issues with swallowing or chewing, that is also really helpful. So you can make them like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because that's also going to be pretty dense in calories. Um, but mainly what the indiv- individual joys and what they can eat safely is the best bet. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the milkshakes. My grandfather, um, when he had cancer, he hated the insures because he didn't like the texture. I guess they leave like a filmy mm-hmm. taste yeah. in your mouth. So we could not get him to drink those for the life of him. So I was like, you know what? truly this is not the end of the world Mm -hmm. just let's do like milk ice cream and all those good things because at this point you just need calories yeah and i'm a big fan of i guess would you call that like comfort care cocoa like at a certain age you're Uh, you're muted (laughs) i was like is she talking No, I'm not. Yeah, you were. Am I yeah, meeting her? Yeah. yeah. No, it, no, no, it, di- it didn't say it on my thing. Oh, I'm so I just sorry. Started, like mouthing stuff, and I was like, "What? <laughs> Isn't that so, what you call that, Coco? Comfort care? Yeah. And I think it's so crazy when people want to focus on the nutritional aspect. I'm like, this person is 80 years old. Like, let them just enjoy the last little things of food that they can. My the same thing happened with my like grandparents. 86. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's not out fighting mesothelioma. Like, that's just not a thing. Statistically <laughs> impossible. Like, just give the man whatever he What's feels like. Commercial? If he feels like a steak. I mean, there isn't a ton of commercials. Yeah, like, if you have it's like mesothelioma, asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, science. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I really believe in just like whatever they'll eat and that they enjoy, go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, definitely. So like some background, my grandma has... Uh, is suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. So I know that like getting her to eat is a process uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have to feed her. Um, so I think that, yeah, I guess finding, and I know it's harder because when someone is kind of going through that that disease, their ability to kind of tell you whether they like stuff or not is, mm-hmm. you know, not there. Um so I, I don't know. I guess you could sit there and be like, oh, they kind of perked up when they had PB&Js. Let's just give them more PB&Js, right? They like that. Or um, think about what they liked before, right? So that they can only be fed that. Because, um, of course, we want to be like, you know, make sure you're feeding them broccoli and all these good things that they should be eating. But at the same time, like, hey, you know, they, they're, they're humans too and they have to, and they're older so just make sure that they are eating the things that they they like. So another yeah, thing it, you can do is uh, make sure they get like a multivitamin or something. So it's like knowing that the bases are covered micronutrient wise is good. And then you can just make sure calorie wise they're getting nutrient dense things that they enjoy. Yeah. And I think if you know that there's a certain window that they normally are hungry or wanting food, just really try to take advantage of that window of time. Smart. Wow. Look at all your experience in the hospital. <laughs> it helped. It, it uh, worked. It, it I worked. was able to use it. <laughs> all right. This next question is question. Dang, 13 already, huh? Comes from my dad. He was trolling, but I thought it was funny. Uh, if you live in a different state, how often should you call your mother? Like, calm down, dad. We have a good relationship, man. <laughs> Mm, I mean, I told you I call my mom every day and she lives 20 minutes down the road. <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't imagine. I think so that's a little aggressive. Super. What? I told you the conversations only last like two minutes. And also Nancy is pure entertainment. So it's really for my benefit. <sighs> she Nancy. is. She is. Hey, that's right. Hello, Nancy. Oh, stop, Ro. Ro? Like, she literally has a crush on like any man in my life. And I'm like, you realize that these... Oh, just our friendships, right? <laughs> Sign up for my OnlyFans, Nancy. Anyway, uh, oh, she no. would. She yeah. would support you, though. Oh my god! <laughs> it's OnlyFan, just one fan. Uh, <laughs> I call my mom once a week. It's like normally on Sunday, although I didn't call her today. But, what? Uh, but uh, it's because we talk Christmas Eve and Christmas. So I'm like, <laughs> I checked it off the list. It's good. Um, that's probably a good amount, you know. I, unless we like need something else, but I'll you know, shoot her text and my dad loves TikTok. So now I send him a bunch <laughs> of like random TikToks into the family group chat. So I think that that's, that's good as well. But yeah, like once a week is, is generally how often I call her. So I'm a huge fan of the family group text. Yeah. Way to go. Um, See, I mean, the, we other, don't do the that. other day we were making fun of my, my youngest sister for like 20 minutes and I was losing it. It was hilarious. But, you know, <laughs> like we can still pick, pick on each other virtually. So, uh, Brooke, yeah, see, if my parents were better about texting, that would be different. That's fair. I call my family like 
once every couple of days. I have so many because my parents are divorced. So it's like mm. it's it's a production to call all the grandparents <laughs> and the parents. So I got to like space it out. That's I, fair. You know, I got to pace myself. They're like client calls. You're like, oh, Monday I'm calling Nana. Tuesday I'm calling Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. I'll talk to you soon, Dad. Um, so our next question comes from uh, Camille Jones. Gallbladders. Having your gallbladder removed if dealing with gallstones versus changing your lifestyle to maintain an organ in your body. If I have my gallbladder removed, will my other organs compensate and cause problems of their own? Uh, shout out Camille. I love you so much. Um, <laughs> we were roomies in college and um, life has just kept us together. She did like the photography for my sister's wedding in Haiti. So we've had some very interesting times together. Yeah. Um, but this is a great question and, um, I'm really happy I get to answer it. So the gallbladder's role is in digestion. And while it does serve a purpose, it isn't considered essential. I know it's a major organ in our body and like we want to protect it, but it's located just below the liver and it stores small amounts of bile that are released into the small intestine after eating to aid in the the digestion of fats. So gallstones are normally the reason that someone would have their gallbladder removed. I really think this depends on your level of pain and how frequent gallstones are building up in you. And you definitely can manage this with lifestyle changes. So dietary habits are going to vary between individuals. And again, it kind of comes back to what works best for you. So including adequate fiber into each day through fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, increasing healthy fats found in things like fish and olive oil, and also reducing the consumption of saturated fat. But if you have your gallbladder removed, your liver will still make enough bile to digest your food. But instead of the bile being stored in your gallbladder, it just drips continuously into your digestive system. So I'm always going to encourage that you, again, do what's best for you and your body. You know yourself better than anyone, and I would advise to keep working with healthcare professionals that respect what you know your body needs. And that's about Thank all Thank you for got. the anatomy lesson. Wow. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Organs were never my thing. I, whatever. There was, I remember my anatomy class, <laughs> I only did well on one section and that was the muscle section, obviously. <laughs> Everything else was just garbage. So that makes a lot of it sense. It makes so much sense. Yeah. And I was like, I'm trying to be a doctor. What the fuck? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. <laughs> I actually didn't, didn't know that, uh, if you get your gallbladder removed, that it just, the bile drips continuously into your digestive system. Does that cause like a lot of heartburn and stuff or? Like, what, is, um, what does that even mean? I don't really know. I mean, I know that there can be complications um, and that you can, like, have issues with your liver. But for the most part, it it does say that, you know, the recovery is pretty quick and that your body will kind of, you know, just regenerate to do what it needs to do. Just kind of like how people have their appendix removed. It's something that you can live without. Um, I understand why you would want to keep it. Like, obviously your gallbladder was put there for a reason. Um, but so I think, like I said, if you're able to kind of like figure out what works for you and 
your decision is to keep your gallbladder, then I think that's something that should totally be respected. And, um, you know, if you are like a doctor who is pushing someone to have it removed, but something's working for them, like why, why not just have the lifestyle changes be what they do? Because then the insurance companies can't make money, Nicole. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's such, a, such a shame. Eat the rich. <laughs> down with capitalism. Anyway. Eat the rich. <laughs> That's been like my 2020 mantra. It's just been like, eat the rich. I don't care. Uh, yeah, it's yes, funny until you're the rich, I know, Ro. right? And I'm like, whoa, Ro's what like, are you doing? Let's, in five years, he's like, like, I take it back. I take it back. They're like, I'm wait, like, why are you taxing me? Get that tax <laughs> off. That was fake news. That was I'm fake like, news. like, whoa, trickle-down economics does work. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably not. Anyway, before we get into that whole tangent and I get angry, um, <laughs> Next question comes from Joey Spino. Uh, so I just got a massage gun for Christmas. I I love my Hypervolt, by the way. Um, the massage guns are great. Uh, can you overuse massages in general uh, and for recovery? And then also, why does my body itch a lot after using it? <laughs> this sounds like a personal problem. Are you allergic? <laughs> yeah. I was like, sir, uh, you have crabs. No. Um, yeah, I, I so uh when I use it for like a long time I'm on my lower back, like my my skin does get itchy and, and I thought for for me since I do have like nerve problems from uh my surgery that it was just like that. But so it's interesting to hear that like he also like has itches. So I Googled it. Um and there there are some I guess conditions or I don't I don't know what you would call them. Uh so like your your skin can kind of react to just the vibration and that's what makes it uh itchy as well as sometimes uh there's a genetic i guess disorder um where you can break out into hives if you have too much massaging done but i think that's more for like if you are using like massage oils and that would make sense cuz it's more of like an allergy uh from what i understand from a neural standpoint uh it could just be that you are like uh, over exciting the neural processes so that is kind of going to get the the skin to over sense and then there's going to be some sort of fallout from there which might be the itching um but i don't know that as well as increased blood flow which is why those machines are kind of made uh might be the reason for that but it'd be cool to get a, an actual skin doctor on to talk about like why that actually happens regarding overusing massages and in general and for recovery uh i'm like a really firm believer in priming your body for things so if you're just consistently massaging yourself and not doing any sort of activity you're not trying to strengthen your muscles and your body then all you're going to do is get used to being loose and you're going to affect the tensegrity within your system so when you go to do things, you're not going to be able to like produce force or, um, you know, generate power. So I think you can overuse it, but I think it's more that you aren't using your body in a different way enough. So if you're not doing strength stuff um, or working out, then your muscles become flaccid. And then when you start to massage them so that they're continuously flaccid, then that becomes a problem, um, which is part of the reason I don't like yoga, but that's a totally different thing. Um, 
But yeah, do you guys have massage guns? Or no, but I think it's funny that you just use the word flaccid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're like, you can't perform because you're flaccid. Yes, <laughs> definitely meant the muscles. <laughs> but, but also hit us with your questions about that, you know? Uh, if, if that's, I if that's don't thing. have one, but I do follow um, this chiropractor who um, helps people who are active and want to stay moving. And she said that you should just buy a car buffer. <laughs> Have you ever heard of someone doing that? <laughs> no, I haven't heard about a car buffer, but I know that you can like kind of jerry rig drills so that uh, mm -hmm. you just, all they do is like, but they're so high powered and like, there's no setting. It's just like ultra blast. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, yeah, you can use that or a car buffer, but they're just not, ergonomically designed well so you just be sitting there kind of like all over your quad and yeah. i imagine that's very painful so yeah i thought that that was interesting and i was like i wonder how that works but i don't use a massage gun but i am trying to um actively get massages you know, yes well one i do get massages every month now at a sports massage place here in nashville Bougie bitch. that's what i'm saying and, <laughs> that's what i'm saying um I'm trying to do more just like foam rolling because there's definitely, especially like in my hips and my quads, I just, those constantly have to be, something's got to be going on those <laughs> because they are tight. So that, Nicole, generally means that they're weak or they're overcompensating. So uh, don't call you know, me maybe weak less on air. foam rolling and more strengthening them. But that's so just... what does that mean? Like, I just need to like squat it out every day, all day. No, I'm just saying, like, generally, if you're like, if your hips are like super tight, right, then maybe it's mm -hmm. because your your quads are doing a lot of work, or that your hamstrings aren't strong enough, or that your glutes are weak, or your posterior chain is weak, like, depending on what it is that you're, you're doing, like, they're probably overcompensating, which is why they're become very yeah. tight. And then you sit a yeah. lot. So yeah, my physical therapist, um, those are like the things that we're working on, but I mean, strength takes time to build up, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you it's not something that's just gonna like happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. So I feel like it's kind of defeating because I'm just like, this is gonna take a because I've been here before. Like I know how long it takes to build strength up. So I'm just trying to like, you know, I guess have like a happy middle of yeah, I'm going to foam roll and do mobility and stretch. And also I'm going to strength train, but I know that I'm not just going to like be massively strong overnight. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just like saying that for the people that let's say they're yeah, yeah. always foam rolling and then they're like, I'm never getting better. Like all I do is stretch and I still feel tight. Like, mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's because mm -hmm. you are weak actually. Um, cool. Cool. But cool. You know, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean you were weak. But anyway, uh, I think this is our our last question. I just slurred there. I don't know what's going on. Um, this one comes from at Conrad. And uh, today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Conrad, whenever you listen to this. Uh, he, he said, what is up with my lack of gains? Um, 
So I, I took this one. He actually texted me a couple of days ago. Uh, we were talking and I was like, this is a perfect question to steal and put into this. So uh, I have in my notes, expose Conrad, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. So uh, Conrad, uh, we used to be roommates and <laughs> work together. And it's a great time. I love him. Uh, but he texted me and he was like, why am I not? Why am I not getting stronger? Why am I not gaining weight? And I was like, well, the reality, like the easiest thing is you're either not eating enough or you're not training hard enough. And he said, I'm doing both. I said, well, okay, let's talk about what it is you're actually doing. And he's like, well, I'm training four to six times a week, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, okay, fine. What are you eating? And he's like, I feel like I'm eating pretty well. And I said, okay, tell me what you're eating. So he texts me like this list of what he generally eats. Uh, and then we did the quick maths and it was like 2000 calories. And I was like, okay, so you're telling me, I trolled him so hard too. I was like, okay, so you're like, <laughs> you're upset. You're not gaining weight, but you're eating 2000 calories and you don't understand that that's not enough. And he was like, well, like I, I do have a lot of snacks throughout the day. And I was like, you're telling me you have a thousand calories worth of snacks throughout the day, mm -hmm. like a thousand plus. And he was like, Oh, maybe. I was like, what are your snacks? Because like, let's make sure you get into protein. And he's like, oh, you know, kale chips, uh, slice of pizza, uh -uh. Uh, potato chips. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, how are you a doctor? And you don't understand like <laughs> that that doesn't add up. Uh, and then also like we lived together. We, you know, we like lifted and stuff. And I was like, how did we, how did you not take anything <laughs> from this? Like he went to med school and he totally forgot about like basic working out and basic calories. Um, but I think that like the reality was like, if you're not making progress, 90% of the times it's because as far as like weight gain and muscle gain goes, you're not training enough or you're not eating enough. Like it really is that simple. And even if when you're like, I am eating enough, if you ask somebody about it that knows about it and they do simple math, no, you're not. Cause he has like, you know, 12, 16 hour days and he's up and around moving. It's like, okay, so maybe if you sat in bed and did nothing, 2000 calories might do something. But like, you're a full grown adult. Well, what and exercising and living a life? What makes you think that mm -hmm. eating 2000 calories is gonna is gonna do anything? So <laughs> So yeah, there's there's my troll of the day, I guess. <laughs> First of all, Conrad, I'm really sorry that Roe had to do you like that on air. <laughs> I think I've done Second worse, of but... all, definitely need to be eating more. Uh, mm -hmm. He's right. If you want mass, you have to fuel it. And um, I think it's easy, though. Like, if you don't really have a big understanding of how much is in each food and what you're really getting, it's probably really easy to be off on that. So I'll give you a pass, even though Roe totally threw you under no, the bus. Okay, even but I highly recommend he eating like, more. I, I eat this and this, that's about 200. I eat this and this, that's about 600. So he did the math, you know, he just, it, just, <laughs> it was just way yeah, off. It was just, it was just the end goal. Like he just wasn't eating enough. I, I also like that you point out, you're like, it's gonna be what you're eating or you're training. It's like, well, when you hear, what's that? Like, when you hear horses don't assume it's zebras, like that saying, like it's not some crazy hormonal thing or it's not that you're doing this weird mm -hmm. minute thing. It's it's the basics are usually off and you just have missed it somewhere. Um, um, oh, wow. The first thing that pops up is when you hear hoofbeats. Yeah. Uh, when you hear hoofbeats behind you, don't expect to see a zebra. 
Wow, I've never heard that saying. Look at you. Also, really? Google is full blown listening if that's the first to pop up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Google. That's weird. Yeah, I'd never heard that. But it's so true, right? Like, you can look at something, and, and if you like, I, I know it's like, it's very easy for, for us because we're trained in it. But like you said, if, if things are not working and it's one of two things, it's generally one of two of those things. That's it. Um, and then also like on the opposite end, right? Where it's like, well, I'm not losing weight. Oh, same thing. Eat less or move more. Like which one of those are you actually doing? And there's definitely nuance. I know that there are hormonal things and stress and all that, but at the end of the day, like thermodynamics is thermodynamics. So you got to eat more than you're doing in order to gain weight and mass uh, and muscle mass and specifically eating protein, Julian Michaels. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, if you're trying to lose weight, got to eat less or expend more. Um, but, you know, easier, easier said than done. So thanks for trying to defend my friend, but he's, he's a tough cookie. And, and <laughs> he can <laughs> handle it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the smartest dudes I know. Yeah. It's, he's great. Um, but yeah, are there any questions that you two thought up of while we were potting? No, that was definitely a, a good list and got us thinking, got us joking, got <laughs> yeah. us got us like, going off on some tangents. For questions, man. <laughs> exactly. Find find some like dumber friends. Yeah. Like we don't need the PhD level friends that have dissertations on like that, the mind body right. maturation right. guru <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like they, they was it was good conversation because I was like I don't know I've never thought about that, but like when you zoom out, it's stuff that we deal with all the time. You know, it's just like the process of being a human. But yeah, when you read it, you're like, what the f what is being said here, man? <laughs> um, but cool. Uh, so as usual, um, if you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and like, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your parents, you know, do all that stuff. <laughs> uh, put it on your socials. Uh, but definitely follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod. We'll put that as well in the description like we always do. Um, rate us, share us, leave a review like I said. Um, and then our Instagram handles are also on the Health Unfiltered Pod uh, Instagram. So you can see us there. Brooke, what's yours? Brooke West underscore RDN, right? I am at Brooke West underscore RDN. And then Coco, you are? The Coco n-i-c-o-c-o -C -O underscore r-d-n and then i am just easy Revzola. <laughs> so if you can spell my name it's not good um but definitely wanted to let you know that we are all accepting clients um and so we'll put our emails and contacts in the uh description for the podcast as well um and please reach out even if it's just to ask a couple questions regarding the podcast or form checks for me, program checks for me, and then health and lifestyle and sport nutrition for um, Nicole and, and Brooke. So uh, I'm really excited to see the kind of feedback we get on this. I hope we get more questions. I love these questions. Uh, these are a little less structured than our other ones, which is always a little fun because we get to just like laugh and drink and, and chill. Um, 
and I didn't have tequila this time because last time by like question seven, I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm so out of it. <laughs> I vote next time we have some type of like shot roulette situation. We should. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. Yeah. Oh, man, that'll be. We got to up the ante. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People will be like, more Q&A episodes. Like, please, no, I can't answer more of these questions. <laughs> we should. Ooh, okay. We'll get into that. So also, if you're listening, if you have any uh, interesting drinks games we could play as we do these q a's uh send those our way some virtual beer pong would be kind of weird um but pretty cool <laughs> as well so um yeah we will talk to you soon thank you for listening in and we'll go ahead and cue that music <laughs> see ya